Yo, 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 yo. Greetings and salutations, good people. It's your boy Fuzz Jax. Episode two of Skate Track. Shout out to my man Money Mel. We are in the building. Um, today, I'm really excited about this episode, even though it's already the only second episode. But I am excited because today I want to talk about Plan B and hieroglyphics, ladies and gentlemen, for y'all that don't know. Um, so, the year is 1993, Money Mel, and I am a skateboarder in Georgia. And the Plan B video is popping off. Never ever heard of a crew called Hieroglyphics until then. Never heard of Casual. Well, actually, no, I heard of Hieroglyphics. Heard of Dell. Because Dell was the first person to drop back in the day with the whole Mr. Dabalina shit. Like, so that was early. That was like 92, the year before that video popped off. But. The whole hieroglyphics crew, man. They had songs in this video. Never heard of the like, like never heard of the whole squad until this video popped. Yo, son, when this video popped, game over. That was my introduction to Casual. So it was like really, really souls of mischief, like underground shit I'd never heard of from that video. Um, from Tony Ferguson's part to Mike Carroll's part. Um, it was crazy, man. That was my first experience. That was the first experience of really getting in tune with underground West Coast hip hop, especially from Oakland. Cause like, if you know anything about West Coast hip hop, you know, like Oakland is kind of, you know, too short, uh, Mac Dre, RIP Mac Dre, um, Looney's, um, sugar free. Um, a lot of those cats like that, like from that area. So it was more like flashy, pimping type shit right so when souls of mischief like from that area popped off the whole hieroglyphic shit it was like yo it was west coast guys with east coast sounding beats that was amazing and um they contributed a whole lot to skateboarding at that time the street skating as well because a lot of cats use their videos after plan b drop but shout out to plan b r.i.p to mike turnowski who put all these videos together before he passed away um, they were really on the cutting edge of some dope shit. Um, for those that don't know about Plan B, Plan B was basically like a super squad of, of skateboarders put together um, in the '90s, and it was it was basically an elite team. They put a video out, uh, virtual reality. Um, the first video was questionable. But virtual, uh, virtual reality had a lot of the hieroglyphics music in it That was really ill that we didn't hear at the time It wasn't on their album So we were like, yo, this is crazy And it made the part so much better Because it was street skating uh, Urban atmosphere It was just different It was really, really dope um, It fit, it totally fit, man It fit with the skating, the music It was, it was just a whole different era And, and it goes back to what I was saying on the last episode, uh, I'm sorry, I'm bugging right now. But to what I was to what I was saying on the last episode, um, it goes back to that era of the white t-shirts and the jeans and people not rocking the pink and the weird fucking colors and shit. It was changing. Uh, skaters were starting to look like you. You know what I mean? It was dope. But yeah, that whole Plan B. 
Sean Sheffy, Tony Ferguson, Danny Wade, Colin McKay, um, Mike. Did I say Mike Carroll, Rick Howard? Um, they were like, yeah, uh, this cat by the name of Ryan Fabry, who ended up getting kicked off, but he was involved. Um, it, was, it was dope, man. It was crazy. It was like some of the best guys from everywhere on one team. And it's, it was kind of like the NBA with the big three. In Plan B, they changed the game because you had like the best on one team. Every video was dope, and every video always had dope music but the introduction for me with hieroglyphics was planned um back to that so you would call i'm sorry you would you would being a teenager and not knowing really what to do you would just call the skate shop and be like hey man um it's plan b video dropping soon and they, they, usually the dude at the skate shop would be like uh yeah dude i called plan b the other day and the video's gonna be here probably next week and i and you'd be like yo i'm gonna um uh, I'll be there. Can you reserve it for me? Uh, I don't know. Let me go get my boss. And then some guy be like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the video will be here next week. What's your name? He's like, yo, my name's Scott. I want to go ahead and reserve a copy. All right, come in tomorrow and bring me some cash and I'll write your name down. No, no internet. No fucking, <laughs> like my mom says, no tweeter. None of that shit. Um, yeah, none of that. So it was like, you have to call You would have to call The skate shop Sometimes And be like Yo can you reserve a copy Hold a copy I'll come in tomorrow And drop some cash For that copy So when you get it Write my name on, a, on that Fucking copy And hold it And I'll come get it After school Or after work or Yeah And then you know Normally what we do We have like little parties Where we would like Watch the premiere We'd have a little premiere And people you know Yo can you get your brother To buy me some beer and, You know what I'm saying That type of shit And then we sit around And watch You know videos yeah tony ferguson skate to fucking hieroglyphics um and yo the, the crazy thing about that shit too bro those video parts made these guys legends because if you couldn't remember the skating you damn sure remember the music you know what i mean so but it made these guys legends because you knew every time they dropped a part the music was gonna be so fucking good yeah you'd be like yo i can't you know i know right right yeah, it's crazy, man. But those video, it, like growing up skating and being involved a lot with hip hop culture at that time, like just starting to get into it, it it was a game changer because it was two things I loved: it was skating and hip hop together. So, I, which I love both till this day. But that that was because you were watching a new skate park, somebody was doing a new trick, but also you got a free gift of new music. That nobody double, yeah, you know it was fuck, you know it was crazy, yo, yeah, man, that that was a big thing for us back then, bro. Yo, I'll tell you why I love that part in that video because he was with Tony Ferguson. Yeah, the the video, the Plan B video part with Tony Ferguson was hella smooth because it went perfectly with the music. And then you know with him kicking the freestyle in the beginning, you knew he was like down with hip hop shit. But like the skating and the music went perfect. Um. I think when he went to girl skateboards, he also had, he skated to um, a, uh, shit, a group home track that, that none of us had never heard. Um, Little Dap and uh, Malakata Nutcracker. It was a group home produced by Premier. They were in the Gangstar Foundation. Um, he, the next video part he did, he skated 
to that shit and we and we had never heard that once again fucking tony ferguson yeah and i think you know and tony ferguson was a dope skater but he just knew he's one of those guys man way ahead of his time and knew how to pick the music for his part i don't know who the fuck i'm sure he had some input with it but he knew how to pick a good song for his part like you know um I'll show you this part right here in a second when we get done. But just once again, how great his music sense was for his parts. Um, I think like back then in that era, you had to have a great video part, right? But the music had to fit your style of skating. And there's nothing worse than watching a skate video now with some of the shit. Like some of the skating's amazing, but the music really sets the tone for a good video part. And I'm not like a pro skater by any means, but I feel like as a viewer of videos, a connoisseur of skate video video parts and shit like that, like I'm really into that shit. The part, I think like a a good skate video part has to have dope music because it has to be memorable. You have to remember, just like 20 years later, I still remember right because of the music. And it wasn't because I like hip hop, right? But it was because the skating matched the music. And Tony Ferguson was one of those guys, man. You know, he didn't, a lot of people didn't really know him, know him. You had to be like a real, like underground head to know who he was, like kind of, because he was low key, but he was a dope skater, but he always had dope music. Um, Mike Carroll was another guy that had really dope music to his parts. Um, And that's what made it stand out. Chad Muska, like all, all these guys, like coming up, um, had really good. Kareem Campbell had really Gino Anucci. All these guys had really memorable parts because of the music, and and it was really and you could tell like if you were a hip hop kid that skated, you really, um, you really related to how these guys put their parts together because you're like oh, okay some shit I could like jump in my car and um, I, it's probably in my tape deck right now this is 90 so we're gonna say tape deck it's, or I'm gonna go get it yeah because it is part and those guys made memorable parts man um, you know and plan B really hit the nail on the head because that I think after this video came out I'm sure the board sales shot up and because you, you, you had Tony Ferguson skating the fucking high road you had uh Sal Barbier, I think, skating the Dell. You had Sean Sheffy skating the Foo uh, Fushikins, Fushnikins, La Smooth, La Smooth. Yeah, yeah. So this video is like, holy shit! Like, right? They knew, like, yeah. I think this is a questionable video too. So yeah, the first Plan B video. You're like, oh shit! Like, they knew, uh, and that's why I love the whole culture of skateboarding because I felt like skateboarding, as far as music, was always a step ahead always some of the shit that people listen to now if it weren't for skating blowing it up i mean it it probably would be still you know relevant obviously but it wouldn't be so much of an impact as it is now from that like plan b was like the first like super skateboarding team out them and girl and chocolate but like Plan B was like the first super team to like really adapt to the hip hop culture. I, in my personal opinion, opinion because Plan B was a couple guys from Eight Street, and Eight Street had hip hop dudes in it because Ron Allen wrote for Eight Street. Ron Allen, yeah, Eight Street was the company before Plan B, and 
Eight Street was a Eight Street was a bigger team. Like in the late '80s, it was huge, but all the guys were good. And you had a lot of guys that you know made music for their own parts, like Ron Allen, and you know what I'm saying shit like that. And they had like you know like white, black, and brown skaters. So A Street was different, you know what I'm saying. But a lot of the skaters that came from that ended up being on World or Plan B or Girl. They just evolved, you know. And but they always had dope hip hop shit, dope good, you know, really good music. Turned people on to a lot of different music from those videos. So, uh, in my personal opinion, those videos will always be sacred to me because if it weren't for those videos, I would have never known about the music. I would have never known, especially living in Augusta, Georgia, man. I wouldn't have known about hieroglyphics, none of that shit. Like, so yeah, yeah, man. Right, exactly. Like, I, you know, and I feel like there's a part of the '90s where if you weren't involved in skating. I feel like skateboarding, you you didn't know about the new hip-hop shit. You really didn't. You really, there's no way you could have. You know, but friends had friends and friends had friends and, and people were putting music in parts and, you know, and a lot of guys had really good skating, but it just so happened they had really good music and in video parts. And these are 20-year-old parts, man, that are still, like, locked in my head, like, over 20 years old. Salute to Tony Ferguson, Plan B, Salute to Sean Sheffy. Salute to Mike Carroll. The whole squad, Ternowski, Rick Howard. Uh, yo, and 20 years later, I ended up opening up for Casual about three or four years ago in Raleigh at a show. Uh, oh, full circle. And uh, me, Mac, and Joe Marengo opened up for Souls of Mischief in at the Soapbox. Like 20 years later, bro. Over like less than 20 years later, maybe. But yeah circle man yeah hung out with those dudes and everything shout out to hieroglyphics man souls of mission cool ass dudes man they're shorter in person no disrespect but i was like oh shit y'all look big as fuck on tv yeah awesome guys though man and they can drink y'all under the table <laughs> facts i went through a bottle of patron with those guys after a show facts and this is like after me be like being a huge fan. It's crazy. I'm Fuzz Jacks. Money Mel. Skate tracks in the motherfucker.